you need to stay aligned to your values because compromising those catches up with us. And so experiment with different methods. And if the serving mindset speaks to you, get curious, explore it and see if it works for you. Welcome to Business Owners Radio. Business Owners Radio, where established business owners get the latest insights, strategies, and practices to grow a sustainably profitable business. And now, taking care of business, your hosts, Craig Moen and Shai Gilad. Welcome to Business Owners Radio, Episode 129. In our show today, we'll be talking with Farnoosh Brock, author of a new book titled The Serving Mindset, Stop Selling and Grow Your Business. After earning a master's degree in electrical engineering at Clemson and being a rising leader in corporations like Cisco Systems, Farnoosh emerged as a business coach, speaker, and entrepreneur. She now shows global leaders, entrepreneurs, and business owners the mindset of serving over selling to enable them to build deep trust and sustainable profit. Good morning, Farnoosh. Welcome to Business Owners Radio. Hi, Craig. Thank you so much for having me on your fabulous show. And we're looking forward to our time with you today. And Farnoosh, you came out of college with an electrical engineering degree. Tell us about the path in your professional work that led you to writing your latest book. Sure. Actually, two engineering degrees. I also got the master's before I said, enough, I need to go find my way in the world. But yes, it was a wonderful experience. And then I worked at a startup, a tech startup for 18 months. And then I joined Cisco, a big Fortune 100 tech company, as you may know. And I spent about 11 and a half years there. And I have to say, I had a very successful career. I had a fun career. I did a number of things at Cisco. I did my technical work. I moved on to project management, process improvement. I worked with our executives. I went to sales operations and it was great. But towards the end, and by the end, I mean the last three to five years, I was itching for something else and I couldn't put my finger on it. I was making a lot of money. I was traveling for Cisco and for pleasure. And I started to find hobbies that might fulfill that gap, if you will. And I fell into writing and I started writing a blog that ended up over the course of the years becoming my passion. And eventually I left my job. I resigned in 2011 to start my own business to try something completely different. And uh, that business has grown to the point where I hired my husband a year and a half later, right out of Cisco, actually. And since then, we have built what we believe is a business that gives us the lifestyle that we want to have and also creates the impact that I believe was missing. So fast forward to today, my business has evolved as I believe all businesses do over the years. I started to work more in the last few years in a coaching capacity with business owners. And this became a passion. And the area of work that I was more and more doing with these business owners was an area I used to struggle with, which is is how do we grow our business and create more profit without compromising our core values and without feeling like we have to sell? 
And yet we know very well that at the end of the day, we need sales to run a profitable, sustainable business. And so this became an area of research and passion for me. I discovered a new perspective and a new approach to selling in my own business, in my own experiment. And then I started teaching this and all of that led to my book, The Serving Mindset. And so what I'm most passionate about today is helping business owners change the conversation and the approach they have from selling to serving and reaching their business goals and their life goals through the serving mindset. I know that last year in episode 91, we had Sharon Spano on the show and her focus was around the scarcity and abundance mindset as it applies to time and money. You've mm-hmm. taken it into the sales side and it was so fascinating reading your book, the alignments and possibilities there. So yes. in, in sales, we've gone through those reconstructions over decades of where always be closing marathon to the stereotype of used car salesman flavor that we all have known um, to consultative selling during the 80s, roughly. And tell me more about the serving mindset approach in the sales process. Yes. So um, the abundance mindset is the foundation of the serving mindset. And to really simplify it for you, it's basically the idea that the person you're talking with right now, let's say you're talking to a prospective client and you are fully present with that person and you're giving them your all and, and you do so in a framework. And I think that's important with the serving over selling, but you believe there are hundreds of other qualified prospective clients out there willing to work with you, needing what you have, wanting what you have. And so if you believe that versus this might be the only person that knocks on my door or rings my phone in the next month, you show up completely different in that conversation. And that energy, that presence that you have from a scarcity place versus from an abundance place is everything because you create an experience for that prospect. And people are attracted to those of us who feel and are successful, who are not in any way desperate. It's the opposite of desperation. And I exaggerate for effect. We don't show up desperate, but even if there is an ounce of desperation that you need this person more than they need you, it's a different experience. And with the serving mindset, you are there to serve powerfully, and yet you would only move to use the sales terminology to close if and only if it's a perfect fit. It meets your criteria and theirs. You believe you can truly serve this person, that it aligns to your values if you enter a business proposition. And if not, you are just as happy to refer them to someone else, to propose a different solution, to reconnect at a later time when the timing is better for them. And I speak from experience, Craig and Shai, to where I have done this, where I have said no to a prospective client because it didn't and serve them to work with me at that time. And months or years later, they have come back and they have closed the bigger contracts and they have come back to me because of the trust that we built in that conversation. 
So this experience that the client receives, what's different? What's their perception in the process from your view? Yes. You know, let me use an example. You know how on LinkedIn we get pitched, or maybe it's just me, all the time by people who send a nice invite expressing interest in me, in a relationship. And then five minutes later, I get a pitch email from them. The feeling I take from that is they are trying to sell to me. They don't know anything about my business. They don't really care. And they are making a number of assumptions that this is my problem and this is where I need help, which is far from the truth often. If they do that in a large volume, sure, they might hit some people and that strategy may very well work. That's one experience. It's the one where I feel guarded. I may have self-defense and I would never open up to someone who starts out selling me without knowing anything about me. As opposed to the experience I talk about in the serving mindset and the one that I teach my clients, which is before anything, we need to establish a minimum level of trust with the person we are engaging And by trust, we mean this person feels safe to share with us about their real problems in business, about their real fears and challenges. And if you can create that environment and that trust, then you create a completely different experience. You learn about the real challenges of your prospect and you know exactly where to go to serve them. You don't have to make any assumptions. And it's this idea of them leaning into you, if you will, in a visual to seek your help and expertise, as opposed to me leaning back when I get those LinkedIn proposal pitches that have nothing to do with me and they are completely self-serving and full of assumptions. It's a different experience. The abundance side viewpoint really makes you more of a consultative, supportive interaction rather than a sales call. Yes. I mean, you feel confident in yourself. And and I teach this to a lot of my clients who are very much technical. They have a similar technical background as myself. And those people who come from that world, they feel very uncomfortable in those typical sales conversations. So the first thing that happens when we shift that perspective is that they feel at ease with themselves and therefore they immediately feel more more confident because they are not trying to close. They are trying to serve and to help, which they know very well how to do. And all of a sudden, the selling happens organically if it's meant to be, if the criteria is right, if they are a good fit for each other. But the complete experience changes and people see a more confident person before them, as opposed to someone who was trying to follow an agenda, but trying to pretend otherwise. It's a completely different way of showing up. And we pick up on that, even in a phone conversation. So It's very effective because you show up differently, you feel differently, and your creative genius comes through when you are at ease. It's an interesting experience. I noticed in your book, you highlight five different mindsets. Could you go at a high level through some of those? 
Yes, absolutely. And so I do talk about mindset in the book, obviously, the serving mindset, and then we get practical. And the reason I do that is because we need to change the way we think about selling first before we can apply the ideas into applicable steps. And so the first mindset is that the problem is in your thinking. So I talk about this mantra that says, you're not selling, you are serving. Okay, if you take nothing away from this conversation, if you just remember every time you go into those prospective calls, you tell yourself, I'm not selling, I am serving. You know what to do. You intuitively know how to shift your approach and your questions and your tone of voice if you simply believe that. And then with the second mindset, we get into identity. And this is about accepting and enabling a new identity within us to emerge. And this speaks to the limiting beliefs that you hear this often where people say, oh, I'm I'm a project manager. I'm not a salesperson. Oh, I'm an engineer. I'm not a salesperson. And that disqualifier that they label themselves with is, I believe, really a shame because they don't need to do that. And it's not true. You know, selling is something that's part of all of us. And so I talk about how to embrace this part of the identity and you don't have to sell anyway. It's all about serving. So seeing yourself, especially if you're in business, in that role that you are serving someone and they may end up buying from you, but you're not, quote unquote, a salesperson. The third mindset is caring about your prospects and showing it. And this is important because we may assume we are showing it, but the language we speak may not be the same language they want to hear it in. For instance, my very technical client goes in and gives a powerful demo. He demos everything he can do for them and he's very smart. And when I asked him, so how do they know you care about them? He said, I'm here Of course, they know by me being here and doing this demo. And yet, if there is a CEO sitting in that room and he is more of a strategic high-level person who doesn't really process technical stuff and he needs a verbal affirmation that we really care about your problem, we really want to work with you, my client, with all his good intentions, would miss that mark. So the third mindset talks about articulating how much you care about helping someone in a language that speaks to them. And then mindset number four is one of my favorites because it was one of my biggest struggles is to charge appropriately for your services. So undercharging is really not going to serve anyone. You may think you're doing your customer a favor, but you would be surprised that if you can articulate the value of your service, how willing people are to pay premium prices for a high level of investment for a true professional. And so this is, I believe, a very delicate one. And I teach you how to work through an approach that is aligned to your values, and yet you're able to command the prices that match the value you deliver. 
And last but not least, number five, after we go through that part of the conversation, sometimes we hear objections. And this is something I believe a lot of us kind of skip over. So mindset five is actually really critical. Addressing voiced and unvoiced objections of your prospect effectively. And this is a competitive advantage when you learn to do this because many business owners skip over this. Why? Because when you hear an objection, it's natural for you to feel rejected. Even if it's not exactly you they are rejecting, it's this awkward feeling that they're saying no, and therefore we have to defend and tell them why we are so great. And that is not where you want to go when you hear an objection. But those are the five mindsets in the Serving Mindset, Craig. Farnish, can you tell us about a recent example of a client that you worked with that was struggling with sales and how you helped them change their approach? Sure. So I worked with one of my clients that he's learning to build better relationships. He is really good at understanding how to better speak to this client's language. It's actually the client who's very technical and he's dealing with a CEO of a company who is more strategic. He likes stories. He doesn't really speak the technical jargon. So we've adjusted that language a little bit, but the gap for this client was addressing the part of the conversation where, first of all, he needs to propose. So all the criteria is on the table and he sees that he can truly help his prospect. So they have established the problem. They have established that he has solutions that speak to that problem. And it's moving the conversation in this particular example from establishing that to now proposing how we go into the next part of the conversation. And so one phrase that I taught my client is when you feel you're there, then it's okay to ask permission and then move to the proposal. And you could say something as simple as, you know, John, and you always want to say the person's name. You know, John, we've spent uh, a good hour talking about your challenges, your goals, and also you have learned about my type of work, my level of expertise. And I feel there is a good synergy here. There is good chemistry here. I am highly confident I can help you with your challenge. Would you like to hear how I might be able to do that? Or would you like to explore together how we could work together? This is a key step I teach, which I believe is often missing because it's the permission and the pause. And this is where you don't want to make assumptions and go into the proposal and you're checking in to make sure you have picked up on the right energy, that there is interest. And if John comes back and says to me, you know... I feel like I need to tell you more about what we are doing. Or can you tell me more about how you help people? He's not ready yet to go into the proposal. And timing is critical in that process. So I would certainly accommodate him. Fine. We have these traditions in sales and the ability to be able to forecast sales and deliver on those sales as salespeople. And mm -hmm. so I was wondering about the accountability and the sales forecasting volume that comes into the serving mindset versus the old sales techniques. Can we count on the serving mm -hmm. mindset to produce the sales results we've seen in the past? 
You know, I can only speak from my experience to you, Craig. And at the beginning of my business, I did all the traditional sales techniques and I was pricing my coaching packages at a fraction of what I am charging today. And I had such a hard time selling. And you could certainly say, well, Farnoosh, you weren't effectively using the sales techniques. Sure. But my experience said that technique didn't work. But when I moved to the serving mindset, and please remember the assumption that you are good at what you do. So we're not talking about somebody who's a beginner in their career. So when we talk about commanding a certain price, and let's say the sales force is selling premium packages, so they're already established business. So then I can tell you that with much less effort, building relationships and trust over the last five years helped me create returns on, I would say, probably 10 times, if not more, the volume that I was creating with much less effort. So it's far more scalable. And I I believe when you build trust, you build long-term clients. So the volume approach certainly works. I would never tell someone to change something that's working for them. This approach is for business owners who want something that works fabulously, but they don't want to compromise the values of integrity and trust. In other words, they would absolutely buy what their salesperson is selling. That's integrity. And if that's a yes, then they are at integrity with their work. And they should very well be offering what they're offering at the prices. But if they feel they are pressuring and using scarcity and deadlines to pressure someone to buy, which leads to buyer remorse, and they don't feel good about it, then I believe the serving mindset serves better. But I do want to answer your question. You're asking, does this really work at volume? And I can tell you, you can command premium prices if someone really wants to work with you. And the only way you would create that is through true trust and through you having their best interest at heart while still serving your own interests as well. That trust, that relationship, that creates long-term clients and fans for your business Because if you're in business for the long haul, if you're building an enterprise, if you want your children to have, you know, benefit from your business later or, you know, just long-term impact, you need to stay aligned to your values because compromising those catches up with us. And so experiment with different methods. And if the serving mindset speaks to you, get curious, explore it and see if it works for you. Well, Farnish, thank you so much for joining us on Business Owners Radio today. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you for a wonderful conversation. And I hope your listeners took at least one insight away. Is there anything else you'd like to leave with our listeners? Well, if you're curious to learn more about the book, you are welcome to go to my name, farnooshbrock.com slash book and see where you can grab a copy of the book to learn more about the serving mindset and applying it to your business. And because we talked a lot about conversations and having different conversations, I have a short document on asking 18 powerful questions to come to agreements in conversations. If you would like that, you can visit farnooshbrock.com forward slash newsletter. Our guest today has been Farnoosh Brock, author of the new book, The Serving Mindset. 
stop selling, and grow your business. You can learn more about Farnoosh as well as find links to her download offer at businessownersradio.com. Thank you for joining us on Business Owners Radio. We hope you enjoyed today's show. As always, you can read more about each episode along with links and offers in the show notes on our website, businessownersradio.com. We want to hear your feedback. Please leave comments on this show or suggestions for upcoming episodes. Tell your fellow business owners about the show and, of course, you would love the stars and comments on iTunes. Till next time, keep taking care of business.